this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I would still hear you if there were no tears, no way to feel inside. I'd still feel for. It's Mornings with Lone Star for, with Skippy and Dick. Good morning, everybody. It's 9-11 right now. This is for you. I really hope this song isn't about a dead Valentine. I just looked up music that had the word Valentine in it. But welcome to Mornings with Lone Star. Good morning, everybody. I hope everyone's doing good this morning. It is a little foggy. That doesn't mean you can't see a straight path to the one you love today. So don't forget... To look over to them if they're next to you, or text message, bomb them, call them, let them know you love them. Is that okay, Skippy? That that's awesome, Dick. Uh, I did not know you were such a poet. I have a special a day machine. planned with my special woman. We're gonna see Fifty Shades Free at an undisclosed time. I'm not gonna let anyone else know. Uh, but I will be visiting the Grand Theater because I like that theater. They serve beer now, and even better. Yeah, and. Uh, we're going to see that movie. And unfortunately, she can't be on the ticket stub with us on Thursday. So oh, no. I'm thinking of we're going to what I did was I told her we're going to put a recorder on the desk and we're just going to say our thoughts about the trilogy of love, which is the all the Fifty Shades movies. So but welcome back to or, or from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're still here. We, we never left. Personally. I know, we just set I up know. cops here and played Uno. All it's night long. Uh, well, Uno also speaking of Uno, the weather of <laughs> 57 degrees outside, heavy, heavy fog outside today, guys. So please be careful while driving. Uh, good news is the high is going to be 73 and low is going to be 62 and uh, very little chance of rain. But uh, it is looking like this weekend we do expect some rain. Uh, just to give a heads up to everybody listening in right now, we have a special guest coming in around 9.30. We have Christy Leggett. Uh, where she's going to be talking about the Around the World in 180 Minutes benefiting British Wood Farms. It's a wine event. Uh, it's pretty great. I think I posted a link to it on our Facebook this morning. So go there. Visit us right there. Good news. Uh, it's there. So I don't have to keep talking about it. There you go. Uh, but yeah. So Skippy. Dick. It is Valentine's Day. It is Wednesday. Uh any notes on Valentine's Day? <laughs> Any notes? Thank you for for bowing to the benefit of my uh, extensive history of marriage and divorce. So I, I think I've figured out what works and what doesn't. Well, let me ask this question then. Have you ever had a Valentine's Day when you didn't have a Valentine? Uh, yes, there have been plenty of Well, I mean, when you're a child, it doesn't count. Oh, okay. Now we're putting conditions your Valentine, on. Right? <laughs> yeah, mom is my Valentine. Uh yeah, there there have been been a few. There have been those those major holidays like Valentine's Day or or uh, you know Christmas or a couple of Thanksgivings where you know you find yourself alone, and for the most part that didn't bother me. Uh, you know, a little little quiet time, little uh, reflection time. But for Valentine's Day, first, you know, I, I see a lot of friends out there who are kind of anti Valentine's Day. You know, they do the whole... Well, you know, what's funny is I grew up with Valentine's Day being more of like, you just show your affection to someone you love. It didn't have to be a significant other. It could be anybody. Right. 
But then when you meet that significant other and they care about Valentine's Day, and then it gets skewed. So when why would you in a relationship anti-Valentine's Day? Well, because there's there's they don't have someone to share it with. It's almost like Christmas time. You know, if someone suffers a loss over Christmas time, all subsequent Christmases or, you know, they're going, hey, listen, I appreciate you guys uh, enjoying it, but I'm going to, you know, I, I think the holidays suck. And a lot of them feel the same way about Valentine's Day when you don't uh, spend it. Because when you're alone, uh, you know, like pre-relationship on Valentine's Day, for the most part, it's it's another day. You know, it's hard to get re uh, reservations at a good restaurant. But when you become in a, when you're in a relationship, and I think you, you've noticed this already, uh, the Valentine's Day is less about the guy and more about how you know what he can do for. Oh yeah. You know, in, in your in your standard relationship. Yeah, I think, yeah. We we honestly, do do, do you, do you what, care do you, where you would eat tonight? I care what I eat tonight, but, but I... But where? Uh, oh, no. Are you expecting a card of flowers? No, I'm expecting a horrible movie. Right. That's, for us, it's... Well, we, maybe a beer. The smart man knows, or, or, you know, the smart suitor knows that the uh, Valentine's Day is not for them, it's for the other person. Yeah. Okay. And well, it rarely goes the other way. It, it, yeah, you know, now Holly may may make a fool out of me, and she may have flowers or a cookie bouquet well, getting delivered right now. Well, one thing I never fully understood about commercial, the commercial side of Valentine's Day, if I was a restaurant, I would do Valentine's Week because the chances of you being booked today is going to be high. And so offering options for those who can't do it on a Wednesday, my favorite thing today is if you're Catholic or whatever – you got the Ash Wednesdays today. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are starting Lent. So going and eating and stuff, like, I, I wonder how they're going to go around that. But that's just a small group of people that, you know, it, they're dying out. So <laughs> you'd I, be amazed. I, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but no, I, that's what you need for Lent. You need to give up, like, you know, freebasing. Aren't you supposed to? Drugs. Aren't you supposed to you're fast today? Well, you're, yeah, you're supposed to pick something uh, for, for Lent, 40 days and 40 nights. You're supposed to give up something that hurts to yeah, give it up. Yeah, but Fat Tuesday is Tuesday, and then today is what? Ash Wednesday. And Fat Tuesday is for that, called that for a reason. That's when you glutton it up because for the next 40 days and 40 nights, you, oh. you're supposed to fast and observe and be, be pious. So that, that's why Mardi Gras means literally Fat Tuesday. Why, why put rules on yourself? That's what I always say. But uh, I'm going to call the Pope and ask that. I'll, yeah. I'll get back to you. We don't need no rules. Yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think it's, I hope people have fun tonight or today and be safe and, you know. Yeah, I'm jealous that you're, uh, you're, you're seeing the movie with Holly. I, I want to find out more about, not that, it's that movie in particular, but, you know, I'm glad you're getting to spend that, that quality time. We're always like rushing around. You know, I, I told Mrs. Skippy this morning, we kind of woke up and I had had a late night and early morning, and I'm like, sweetheart, you know I love you, right? She's like, absolutely. I said, good, because there, there, there's no Carter flowers today. We, we might be able to sneak out to dinner somewhere, but it might be, you know, Popeye's chicken. Well, what you, what you could do, since you're living in a hotel, I found something I wanted to share with you, is a guy on YouTube goes to hotels and reviews them, and then he cooks in them. So he sees what he can cook with what's in the hotel, and it's, like in the hotel kitchen or something? Well, just everything. So, like, say he wanted to make a steak. Mm -hmm. He figures out how he can cook a steak using just what's in the hotel. Cool. So I think of that what he did was he had uh, – he used an iron, and then he somehow put, like, a layer between the steak and the iron. So he cooked it. It took, like, 30 minutes to cook or something like that. That's a flat and iron steak And then he used you. the coffee maker to make pasta. Okay, and yeah. And then – I can uh, see this. 
he did something with the shower cap too. I forgot. Like it was, it was pretty remarkable what he was able to achieve shower while in cap. while in the hotel room. He probably drained. But the I don't know what level of hotel room you're staying at. Do they have shower caps? Do they? Do you actually? Since you've been there for so long, do they? Are they on time with everything? Are they? Yeah, the, the the housekeeping staff knows me quite well. We're very friendly. You know, they'll knock on the door and sometimes they'll say, "Yeah, we don't need it." Oh, you don't have that awkward like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, no, that's that's long gone. And on you know major holidays, I, I leave big tip on the bed for them. Oh yeah, you know the you know when you on yeah. the pillow, <clears throat> that sounded wrong for a moment there for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the problem. So we've been li- hotel living for so long that to we we eat out all the time. So Valentine's Day to say, honey, I got his reservation. So we we literally we I can't remember the last home cooked meal. I think it was around Thanksgiving where we got a. a my mother-in-law made some beef stew, and it was like the best thing I'd ever had ever because of that. It's, it's been eating out nonstop. It's like for Valentine's Day for us, I think the treat would be, honey, we're going to dine at home. I don't care who's home. What time are you at the movie? Because maybe Christine and I can borrow yeah. your, your place. Got some nice amenities. Borrow your kitchen and stuff. I do I do respect my kitchen. I cool. do. I love cooking, so it's like I have a lot of good things, and that's what I'm really afraid about Holly. She she cooked. She well, that's one thing I, I loved about her when I first met her <laughs> was she realized that I knew how to cook, and just you know because I mean like I had kind of I'm somewhat self taught. My mother taught me how to cook for like eight people at a time because we've had such a big family, but I learned all the culinary skills just by watching people and things like that. So she tries to impress me all the time by the way she cooks, and I now to the point where I when I'm around her while she's cooking, I have to cut everything. Because I was like, you know, there's a technique, there's a technique, and there's a reason why we have a technique to cutting. And she's like, well, what do you there's mean? There's icing, there's well, mincing, like, there's Well, no, really it's like, is. it's more efficient. Like, the way you're holding the handle, like, let me show you. And then, like, you know, that kind of stuff. I think so. she knows a little better than maybe you think. She no. realized. Oh, she's not like, playing that. Oh, honey. No. Hey, Chris, you can come in. She She's outside front. She's being really sweet. Look at her. She can come on they in. They say Leggett. Chris, you're being called into she's the studio. She's our next guest, so. Uh, we, we keep it kind of loose around here so we can do that. Uh, there she is. Oh, now we can actually hear. I didn't see you make noise, so you can come in. Uh, well, before we get to our break, I do want to say uh, the Olympics happened yesterday. It's still happening still? today. They're it's still, still going, going on. on. Sean White won. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry for those who. It know. happened 13 hours ago. People get over it. And so he won, which was uh, pretty, I guess that's good. You know, it's funny. I was thinking the other day. Uh, that I watched this special program with Sean White, and it had Tony Hawk in it. And I didn't know they're having skateboarding in the Olympics of 2020. Really? I did not like, know like this. Skateboarding, skateboarding. They're having skateboarding. And I didn't know snowboarding has been in the Olympics, I think, since 2006. I want to say 2006. Sounds about right. And uh, their argument was it's 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 getting younger people, a younger generation interested in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But what's, one thing that kind of – makes me wrap my head like, i don't know how i can wrap my head i bet you there are some athletes there who don't see snowboarding as an olympic it's a pretend sport. sport right well, it's not a pretend sport no, t- but in, it's in more of eyes. an olympic it, sport yeah in their eyes it's uh it's like to them oh let's, what's next tiddlywinks well because i wonder i i this isn't judging at all i wonder what other sports have 17 year olds winning gold uh gymnastics so gymnastics and then sometimes Figure skating? Yeah, yeah, because... Well, honestly, gymnastics like, is primarily, like, you're 19 or younger, uh, right? Yeah, 19 is your, usually your shelf life. Okay. That's when so you're that's, out That's a it. young sport. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think, because, you know, that, uh, that lady from the United States won gold, and she's, like, 17, and they were saying that she couldn't compete 
in the last Olympics because she was the threshold or the age, but she qualified. So that's pretty. Hey, you can grab the mic. Get on the mic over here. We'll just do an impromptu interview, but we won't do the Bridgewood Farms yet, okay? Yeah, no so Christy Leggett has joined us this morning. Just so you know, that's not Sean doing a fake voice. Or is it? Oh, I mean, that'd be a really good fake voice. <laughs> but so what were you saying? Yes. Um, the. Um, yes. The minimum age is 15, and she was 13 when she qualified. But she qualified, yes, though. So that, to me, that's a huge tease. It's like, don't ever, don't even allow it. Like, don't even question her about a qualification or not. Just say, sorry, no entry. Yeah, she should have not been allowed to actually compete for the qualifications unless it was like a, a, a school level. Well, I think it was more because she had qualified through um, the Point. world oh, championships and some other well, she should venues. Be, but. I mean, I always imagine the Olympics kind of set the rules. And then the other, like the world championships of, right. of sprinting or whatever, have this similar, have the same rules. You would think. And like, kind of like the Ironman. That mm -hmm. was a big deal here in the Woodlands to be a qualification for the Ironman. People host Ironman events, but they're not always qualifications for the Ironman in wherever right. the, the island they choose to do it on. Right. And uh, to me, that's like I've always imagined the Olympics is the same way. But uh, but that was I think it's great that she won and she won by a good margin. That was amazing. And Sean White, he's kind of what's amazing about learning about his story and the sport itself is what he achieved in 2006 and how the sport now is twice as hard. Right. And that to me, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like those who started the trend are now hard pressed to keep up with. They're the second generation. Yeah. And but you know what? The raw emotion that he showed when he won, it was like just. Inspiring. It was like the Michael Phelps of the Winter Olympics. It was just heartfelt. It was see, genuine. It was awesome. But see, what's crazy to me is like I, I see what he did, and it's just like in 45 seconds it's over. Mm -hmm. And that's what's crazy to me about events like this. Yeah. These people have been working so hard for the – I wonder what do you think the quickest Olympics is, like event? Uh is it javelin throw. You think javelin throw? Like I, you instantly know you win in four seconds because he threw the javelin and it hits and he hits the, the furthest throw. Mm -hmm. But they don't have javelin throw by itself. That's a part of the whole. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. It depends if you succeed or not. For instance, in the long jump, let's say, or the triple jump, it only takes five seconds to qualify for the next one. But if you don't make it, then you're out. That's yeah. it. So it could conceivably go longer than that but uh as far as, as, as time you know archery would be because like he won sean white won they do uh they do three turns they go down three times and he won after his second one and the first time ever won gold so he had a victory one <laughs> i guess right because he didn't have to compete necessarily it, it, in yeah. his last run and uh and that to me i was like man that's kind of crazy but yeah. uh what i'd like encur to encourage people to do because you know the second part of the sean white story is uh he had the American flag in his hand, and it accidentally dragged the ground, yeah. and Twitter just kind of blew up. Oh, he's disrespecting the flag. And he, you know, he put out an apology like, man, I had no idea. And I'm asking and then people— And then you reached in the other pocket, pulled out a gold, and like, look what I won for the country. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the whole point is, is people on, on both sides of the aisle chill well, he a made, He yeah. made the statement that he might be doing skateboarding. Oh, that's, that's the segue well, you're he's, going to. He's not from a snowy place. He's from California. Apparently, he grew up in the same area as Tony Hawk. Like, he knew Tony Hawk. That's probably where they got their original school. How cool school. is that? Yeah. So, but, like, you, you know, he mentioned that. How old is Tony Hawk nowadays? He's in his he's, 30s now. He's, no, he's in his 40s. He's, already? Yeah. Holy cow. Because I'm wondering. No, he's, no, he started late. Like, when he became popular, he was already in his 20s. Yeah, I, I knew there were, well, I can't believe that much time has passed. But li looking back, I remember my son getting the Tony Hawk, like, Sega Genesis games. <laughs> so, that, that explains that. 
No, he might actually haul himself out of like old man retirement. No, skateboarders. For this. I think the oldest skateboarder now who's popular is like fifty something, who like pioneered the ollie, basically. Well, skateboarding is the new surfing. So you know, you don't have an ocean nearby. Well, I don't know about that. No, surfing has so many evolutions to it now. It's not just longboard. It's not shortboard. Or I mean, you should. There's some really neat documentaries about how insane those dudes are who take helicopters out to places oh, yeah. and then it's they nice. drop a jet ski and them. So they have a jet ski, drag them into the huge wave because there's no way to get by just and manpower. And I've seen those extreme, you know, Great Barrier Reef, Australian. You have a 50% chance of dying right. each time you go out. Extreme surfers. And it just, if, if there's a good chance of death, I tend to avoid it. Well, that's one thing I never, <laughs> well, that's one thing I never said about surfing in a competition sport because there's no way to control and make the wave the same wave every time. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's part of the sport where you're adapting. Yeah, you have to smell the wind. Well, I don't know that, but I mean, it's more of like you just, no one knows what's going into the pipe, what's going to be like. But in the snowboarding, because they were, they were talking about uh, how cold it was and that changes how icy it is. Right. So when you land, you could slip. And there's a bunch of falls yesterday, too. It's really mm -hmm. crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, those falls. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's it's 928 right now. We do have to take a break, unfortunately, so we can get ready for Christy and her official capacity. Uh, Change your hat, Christy. Is she changing it right now? Is that what she's doing? Hat. Hat. Oh. Not oh. not everything. Good Dang. Lord. Oh, my God. I'm glad that YouTube's Sorry. not on yet. Yeah, here we, we go. Too. We're going it. We're doing it. <laughs> I really don't know if this song's about a dead person. <laughs> I'm really afraid. You ever heard the song, Martina McBride and Jim Brickman, My Valentine? Oh, yeah. Is it about a dead person? Is so. it about an actual Valentine, like? But a serial killer who carves out the still beating heart out well, of his what's former funny girlfriend is, and shows uh, it to her before he, she dies. I saw <laughs> I saw the Dewey I saw the Dewey Cox story Walk Hard, <laughs> uh -huh. and I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's a parody movie with John C. Riley, right. but he they have so many songs in it that sound like famous songs, uh -huh. but it's him doing lyrics. And I was like, wait a second, he just say what I think he just said. <laughs> And it really threw me off. Now, every time I hear a song, I think he's talking about slapping willies and stuff. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a music break. We'll be back with Chrissy Leggett with 180 Minutes Around the World. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me, that's right, jazzy, <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106. 6.1 FM or worldwide 
at irlongstar.com. If there were no words, no way to speak, I would still hear you. If there were no tears, no way to feel inside. Welcome back. Man, oh, this yeah. just sets the mood. Before we get into that mood, I want to say a special thanks to our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Centurion Wealth Advisors, and, of course, Conroe Coffee. Special thanks to those guys for supporting this morning radio show. There we go. Say it in the mood. Do it again, but this time in the mood. They'll still have my heart till the end of time. <laughs> I felt that. You're I'll, all, you're I'll all I the, need. I'll take the next you're sponsor my break. I'll, I'll, give, my Valentine. I'll give them the love they deserve on Valentine's Day next so. sponsor break. You know, it's funny. I got in a dispute with Holly about this because I wanted to do my own vows. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, that means that means I have to do it. And I'm like, no, you don't. But she's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. She's not a poet like me. Now, Dick, I'm just saying it's actually use, on my I business use, card. I use noises and stuff when I express my love. <laughs> I you know. My company does wedding vows for people. I'm just saying. I'd give Holly the I love Holly discount. Wouldn't that be hilarious if she hired somebody to write her vows? Be more hilarious if it were me. You think I would notice? <laughs> I oh, think I would notice. If I, well, that would be my challenge to, to write them in a way that, that you would never know it was me. All right. Okay. No, I don't know if you're and that way for the rest of your marriage, good. for the rest of your life, just knowing Ew, that her words came from me. I, I mean. The vows of love. Created by Skippy to Dick. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Mornings of Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. Sorry, I had to make a love noise. And then uh, we are broadcasting also on FM 104.5, 106.1. And then don't forget, we record every show and put it on our podcast channel on iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe at 8 p.m. The, the same day we post it. So there we go. Uh, we do have Christy Leggett in the studio. She's no stranger to Lone Star Community Radio. And uh, if you are ju- just t- tuning in and you have to go somewhere, we do YouTube our interview segments. So, Christy, welcome. Thank you back. so much. It's It feels like it's been forever since I've been here. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you're, you're one of those people that I see why they invented social media because <laughs> you cover every angle of what's good. Well, thank you. I'm just going to let you know that. Thank like, you. I, it's it's really impressive to see you promote events. You also talk about inspiring things and also just connecting people. So, uh, I think you need to call Facebook and you know when they do a Super Bowl ad next year and they're like, "Hey, why do you use this program?" Because it's right. not for baby pictures no. anymore. That's right. what they should do. They should make a video that says it's not for baby pictures they anymore. They should make baby books. Well, they, so. there you go. No, they should flash a quick shot of like every single baby picture ever posted on Facebook. The millions of them just, you know. Like, well, the, the comment, cheers. the reason we made that comment was uh, the CEO of YouTube mm-hmm. basically made a statement saying uh, Facebook can't handle doing videos <laughs> and it's just for baby pictures. So, Ouch. Yeah. I know. But Christy is in the studio because yes. we're going to talk about Bridgewood Farms. Yes. And Bridgewood Farms is what? So Bridgewood Farms is the oldest nonprofit organization here in Montgomery County. And the whole purpose of the organization. I thought that, I thought that was the homeless people. It was a joke. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moving on back to Christy. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but anyway, so we serve to enrich the lives of intellectually and developmentally disabled teens and adults. So a lot of them, um, a lot of our clients have graduated from the school system. And basically, we continue that kind of uh, sense of community and education for all of our clients. And 
I always tell everybody, if you're ever having a bad day, if you're ever in a slump, come spend two hours with me at Bridgewood. It will change your entire outlook on life because the minute you walk through the threshold and you meet our clients, you just, it is just love. Okay, it is. trivia question. How old is Bridgewood Farms again? 50 years. Actually, more than 50 years old. Because I'm thinking of special needs folks, and 50 years ago, that wasn't a good time to be a special needs no. person. No. And, um, they had no advocacy. Right, they had none. no facilities. Right. Well, and there was some terminology that was used then that, of course, we we choose not yeah. to use now. Um, but it's, you know, we started out in downtown Conroe in a little area, and and boy, has it grown. Now we, you know, took over a Christmas tree farm, and um, we now have residential Wait, clients. Wait, you all have Christmas trees? No. So why'd you, you don't take, you didn't take yeah. it over then? Well, the, the yeah. land was oh. given to us did to you, be able did, to spread did out. Did you chop down all the Christmas trees? I did not. Okay. I, that is not well, I'm not my saying persona. you held the axe in your hand personally. I would but, not okay. do that. Just checking. <laughs> but it is a really great place. We so. don't want Greenpeace after you guys. <laughs> no, that's a, that was our first fundraiser, come chop a tree down. That's right. And you know, that would have been a great idea. Chop a tree for charity. Would have been a great idea. There you go. But uh, you guys do a lot of events mm -hmm. to support this organization. Absolutely. Uh, I know you can, the website is what? Bridgewoodfarms.org. And then you can volunteer, you can participate, you can make monetary donations. Like mm -hmm. this thing is year round. And especially if you know somebody or if you are listening to our special needs, this is something that you can get involved with. Absolutely. So uh, it's for everybody. Yes. And we've got so many programs out there to get involved with. Plus, we have a horticulture program where we grow poinsettias uh, for every Christmas. We um, we have a farmer's market that we do. At least you're growing something. You know, no right. trees. And legal. Yeah. So there you um, go. And, uh, but we also have a ceramics shop, so you can come in and get some great ceramic stuff. It's just, it, there's so many things going on. It's always exciting. It's always fun. So many great opportunities. But you have an upcoming event. Yes, we and do. And it's something that for the adults, yes. or when I say adults, 21 or older. Right. It's called Around the World in 180 Minutes. Yes. And it is uh, pretty cool because I, I think I went four years ago, I want to say three years ago. I don't like wine, though, so that's why I was like. Well, this year we're actually going to be throwing in an, an option for our non-wine drinkers. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, to give everybody an option. Um, but, yes, so Around the World 180 Minutes this is actually the 10th year for this event. Um, the first year that I've been involved with it, but I'm so excited. It's a virtual tour to some of the most exciting wine regions across the globe. So are you saying, like, I put a headset on? No. You're you're just you're like traveling to different tour. regions, but we're we're gonna we're changing things a little bit because you know I gotta add my own spice to things, but we really want to set it up where each station really you feel like you're kind of taking a little trip to that country with a little bit of extra pizzazz and um, and we've got some amazing vineyards that have come um, on board and donated wine. This is not your normal, you know, $7 bottle of wine that you're getting at HEB, even though $7? there is nothing wrong oh, with Rockefeller? $7. But it's a really cool opportunity to try some really, really fantastic ones. Sounds a lot. Uh, have either of you ever been to Epcot Center yes. in Disney World? So, you know, you have like the, the world and little yes. sections. It, it, it's kind of like a version of that. Huh? Yeah. Sort awesome. Of. I yeah. love that. So, and we're doing it this year. Um, normally, or I guess the last four or five years, they've had it at Main Street America. Um, which is a fantastic facility, but they are still recovering from Hurricane Harvey damage. So we've moved it this year, and Flies Right Aviation has been gracious enough to 
give us use of their hangar out at Conroe Northeastern Regional Airport. Awesome. So it really goes along with the virtual travel theme. You're out there at the airport. We're drinking wine. There's going to be music. It's going to be fabulous. That sounds like a lot of fun. How much is it? $75 if you buy your tickets in advance. And I can buy the tickets where? At bridgewoodfarms.org. In fact, if you go to our homepage, there's a button at the top that'll take you directly to the page where you can purchase your tickets. And that gets you what? That gets you your full wine tasting. So, um, And it's it's quite a bit of wine, guys. We've got 13 regions, and you've got three to four wines per region. So you've got a lot of opportunity to taste some different wines. Plus, we're going to have an area where you can purchase a beverage band that will give you two full-size beverages that will not only include, you know, wines, but also beer and maybe some other choices as well. So for those that aren't really don't have that, you know, explorative palate um, that, you know, or maybe wants to stick with your standard or maybe you're a beer drinker, then we want to have you out too. Uber so you, drivers pay attention to this because it's going to be <laughs> an know, evening it's funny of, You say that. I uh, was talking to one of my friends who throws or like events like this for nonprofits. And I was like, you, know, you should do is you team up with an Uber or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have them be a sponsor. And then, that, and then you charge extra in the ticket that includes travel. Well, I will tell you that I have been working on that angle. Um, yeah. they, well, I you would, are good at your job. I would say they <laughs> they have some— um, They rule. They want to, but they, you know, it's it's there's some things that we're trying to work through. But, yes, I, I well, totally— Well, because, I mean, I do know a little bit about them because they do a lot of uh, promo codes and things. Right. And that's probably the best route to do where you just charge an extra 20 and you give them 18 and you get they donate $2. Right. For the, Whatever you gotta mm-hmm. get that money. I know, yeah. I know, and so, I, but it's a it's a great option, um, you know. And we we definitely want everybody to have Christy try, drive tra- you around. That, and I would do that. I'm just gonna get a bus and just drive people home. I'm gonna dust off my old Uber driver app and uh, be ready. To, when go. when's this happening again? Now March 24th. So you know, I think Bridgewood has a bus. We actually have several. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Don't, I'm Let's say people, hey, I will make sure everybody gets home safe. Oh, no, how that's, can you one, turn it down, that's one thing I love about this event because it's a good opportunity to meet people and yes. uh, they have it every year. So it's something that, and the wines are different because the, who's in charge of the wine? So Ron Sikowski. Um, who, the wine columnist. Yes. Columnist. He has been so instrumental. He actually created this event 10 years ago um, in the benefit for Bridgewood Farms. He's been a longtime supporter of Bridgewood. Uh, but he is really bringing his expertise and really getting a lot of people involved. And so it's really exciting to have him on board. I needed Ron two weeks, two weekends ago. Did you? I met Holly's brother. and I Oh, had, yeah, you were talking about And this. I had, he's a big wine person. I was like, uh, I need Ron in the earpiece. Yeah. Because <laughs> he started going on about the wine. I'm like, man, I feel so bad. I'm like, he's trying to connect with me, but I don't know anything about wine. <laughs> Just learn words like it's precocious, but not slutty. Well, I, I, I made, I'm stealing. That. I made the this this the normal response. It's drinkable. Drinkable. <laughs> so, and that didn't say a lot about me. Well, you know, wine. T- <laughs> the thing about I've seen a lot of wine tastings where you know you go on the tour. I, I watch sideways. You, you take a sip, you swish it, then you spit it out. Well, how no, do you, you drink the stuff? How do you, oh, yeah, how do you cleanse it. your palate at this event? Is there a way to cleanse your oh, palate? Yeah, we have like pickle, crackers, and pickle juice, or something, yeah. or what? Oh. No, no, no. No, I heard no. pickle juice is a legit way to clean, like if you're doing barbecue. Okay, I'm going to pull Well, pickle I'm juice is a little bit different when it comes to barbecue, but wine's well, barbecue, that would not yeah. be Because that would be like vinegar. It'd, it'd leave a coat of vinegar. A bad wine mouth. tastes like vinegar, so yeah. it would just make you think that all the next one uh, you're drinking is yeah. bad. Clearly don't do that, guys. Right. Right. Yeah. I would do that, though, just to 
Wouldn't that be great? Context. I'm like, all these wines suck. <laughs> <laughs> they all taste like pickles. Just drinking pickle juice. <laughs> Man. Vinegar going well, on here. Well, Christy, give uh, give everyone another rewrap or rewrap like that, a wrap up of what's going on coming up for this Around the World in 80 Days. Real Ab- quick. Absolutely. So it's happening on Saturday, March 24th. It's going to be at Flies Right Aviation Services at Connor North Houston Regional Airport. Come join us, support an amazing organization with clients that that really need your help, help fund our services and programs throughout the year, and come and drink wine with me. I promise. I am really fun when I'm drinking wine. But are you asking me personally? Yes. I'm there. Okay, Okay. see, it's done. But yes, please come join us. You can go to bridgewoodfarms.org to get tickets. We do have some sponsorships that are still available. So if you'd like to join in that way, please come on board. We'd love to have you www.bridgewoodfarms.org check it out people you want to be there you do I, I, I want to be there, and I'm going to be there. So you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Christy, thank you so much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. And if you're just not joining in, joining us right now, we podcast on YouTube this segment. Just look up Morning's Lone Star on iTunes, YouTube, all that good stuff. Man, this is a bad song. Man, I'm getting just lonely for... Oh, I gotta, I'm listening for the lyrics now, just in case you messed up, and it's about a serial killer. <laughs> I, it is one Who of those... collects hearts. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You're, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. We're going to do a couple. Uh, actually, this is going to be a short break. So, Christy, if you want to hang out, you can hang out. Or sure. if you got to get going, you got to get going. No. Thank you for stopping by. Bridgewood Farms, folks. And we're going to be sharing more information about that event on our Facebook, Mornings Alone Star. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star here on your morning radio show station thing. I want to do the sponsors this time. Okay, go for it. This morning's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee. Warm your heart and your soul with the smooth aromic flavor of Conroe Coffee. Clean sweep office cleaning. Clean your heart. Clean your soul, clean sweep office cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. When you're old and have no money, they can save you. That's nice. You like that? I like that. That was very Valentine. I liked it. A little Barry White action there. That wasn't Barry White at all. I did not get that vibe. In my head, it was. Okay. I bet your head is a very interesting place to be. It scares people. I can imagine. (laughs) I feel like it's very. I feel like it's very narrow, like a hallway. You know, like but but infinitely long. Yeah, (laughs) long and a long narrow hard way of a hallway of Skippy's brain. 
<laughs> Welcome back, Morning's Alone Star. Yeah, we're we back. We're still joined by Christy Leggett. Uh, if you missed last segment, we do podcaster show and all that good stuff. So I can just keep saying that until you subscribe. Uh, again, she is. She was here representing Bridgewood Farms, but yes. now she's just hanging out, I'm having just hanging fun. Hanging out with you guys, having fun. So I know. Have you been watching the Olympics at all? Absolutely. So when do you? This is something I'm, we kind of talk about. Is you watch it on NBC? Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Eh. You know, oh, good. She's on our. I, I try oh. to um, record everything, you know, so I can just watch the parts that I need no. to in the next. But I do the things that I don't want to listen to. Okay. Yeah. So, what events are the most interesting to you? Well, you know, I do like the figure skating. Snowboarding was awesome. Um, speed skating is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I watched a women's short track relay speed skating. Oh, cool. I was so stressed out. I don't know how these people keep their blood pressure under control. It was just chaos, but still very exciting. So, you know, I love everything. It's it's amazing to me the level of commitment that these ladies and gentlemen put into achieving their goals. It makes me feel like a royal slacker, but um, but it's inspiring. Christy, nowhere did you mention curling? No. Um, I don't sweep that fast. I'm kind of a lazy sweeper. Have so. you tried? Um, have you really pushed yourself no, to the limit? No, I really have not. I really have not. I need to work on that. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a great sport. Is Apparently. It? Is it? I haven't figured out. You know, it's like they, I was watching the the biathlon where the women were doing cross-country skiing, and then they pick up their rifle and they shoot at a target. And they were saying that this originated because it used to be military training in the Netherlands. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Where did curling come from? Uh, Roombas and Swiffers in a woman's kitchen. I guess she so. got bored one well, day. I'll look it up. One second. We have to do this research anyway for a curling movie. Yeah, Dick and I are working on a uh, the definitive curling well, movie. Well, we, we, oh, nice. we, it's a mix between the Cutting Edge movie and then <laughs> uh, we might do some Shining kind of thing. Too. So you should call it Larry Curling and Mo. Bring us a little three it's stooges. It's like she reached into our brain and pulled out our thoughts. It's very frightening. <laughs> All right, I'm hey, looking it up right now. You look that up, It Dick. is uh, curling evidence of it existed in Scotland in the early 16th century. So they invented everything. They invented golf. They invented curling. Well, they had nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, you know, my kids asked me about curling the other day, and they were like, what is it? I said, it's like shuffleboard except you sweep. <laughs> and that was that was the only way that I could come up with to describe it. Okay. Yeah. What's well, for, you know— Old people tend to do shuffleboard and yeah. like America. So I think in, in colder regions when you can't shuffleboard outside, it's too cold. Hey, let's just add a park exactly. is, is and brooms to do it. Do what you do. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Out, out of the bathlon is my favorite. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And I always make that joke. It's the CIA gives them a call after whoever wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. It is so the last starfighter. Well, and you know, and if they take a shot, for every shot that they miss, they have to do an additional lap around... And don't you, can you just imagine missing a shot and you're like, oh my God, I'll do this again. <laughs> I give up. I I, well, I, I, again, I can't imagine what's in their head. No. Hey, Jake, you can come on in, man. All right, he didn't care. Hey. He's like, I'm out of here. But uh, but no, I'm excited. We're just bringing everybody in. We're like the uh, well, like SBC. What you really need to check your email is what you really need to do. Because I told you what's going on today. Oh, yeah, you did. That's right. I think. Everyone's Hold awkward on. looking at Jake, like you can get on my ears. And then uh, he's probably going to be covering some, uh, some, some, hopefully Olympics today. I don't know. Uh, Jake, welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello, I can Jake. hear that gum too. I can't hear any of you guys. 
That's sad. No big deal. There's a volume control right now. It's all the way up there. Skip. Um, no, we're not going to actually talk any. Uh, well, no, we're going to talk a little Olympics today, but um, kind of just touching on the Sean White story mainly. That's been the biggest thing. And then the 16 year old girl. I hope you talk about that major league baseball player who was dealing drugs and got caught like selling forty five million dollars or something like that. Yeah, worth 20, drugs. twenty kilograms. Yeah, uh, you didn't hear about this. He's no. like he like he's retired and he's forty and he's forty something years old. Played for the he played for like ten teams. He, yeah, he played for fourteen. And then teams, he was nine teams over fourteen. He was using years. that money from baseball to buy drugs and sell oh it. Oh my gosh, yeah. pretty it's extreme. Like, yeah. Instead of Breaking Bad, it's Breaking Bats. <laughs> oh, She's man. on it, man. Yeah. She's creative. Yeah, That's, right. <laughs> Everybody be afraid. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, outside the Olympics, so we have Christy, we have a, and, and Jake here too. I ha- I watched just the events. I haven't watched the programming. I've heard the report. Uh, the programming is pretty poor on NBC. But uh, looking at the Winter Olympics, do you think the United States will make any sort of push to be good at, you know, the luge or anything like that curling? I just don't see. You know, we actually won a silver medal, I think, in luge. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, our female. Our women's team is actually very good at the luge. Um, oh, well, we're, we're, we're very well. strong. I think the bigger point would be the uh, figure skating. The, Are we bad uh, at it? Yeah, not so great. We're, we're not very good at it. We don't have a lot of camps and stuff here in America. I that, just don't believe that. that. Push for it, where we don't compete with the Germans, the Russians. The I feel Chinese. like gymnastics is the, like we're good at gymnastics. So yeah. why would he not be good? We have tons of camps for that. I mean, think about. Like basically on every street corner in Houston, there's a, no there's way because that woman, the Lipinski, Timpinski, her Lipinski, yeah, uh, she is from Sugarland, so clearly there's camp somewhere. Well, there's the Galleria, yeah, so I mean, there's Memorial there's City there, Mall, but there's more. I think the gymnastics <laughs> side of things. We oh, more. you're talking about yeah. when parents want to get their kids involved in sports. Exactly. Low on the list next to soccer is figure skating. Correct. Okay. Correct. And okay, it's and dangerous. Have you ever been run over by one of those ice skates? It hurts. Are they running over people these days? Well, no, but I'm saying, you know, when you're first learning, I, you I know. I thought she was going to say, have you ever been run over by a Zamboni? It hurts. Oh, okay. man. That's how, de- that's how dedicated story. to the sport she is. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not leaving the ice. I'm here you're, to stay. You're facing down a Zamboni. I'm going to bet it blinks first. Well, I think it's also because being, I imagine being a figure sk- skater it has that mentality of selfishness. So, like, you, yeah. you got it because you're the only one doing it. You're always competing. And I think that team skate thing is new. To yeah, the figure fair. skating. That no, I, I, I has it been around? Yeah, it's been around. It, it, it's, it's fairly new. It's newer as, as compared to, like, figure skating in a traditional sense. But they were saying that, yeah, it's hard for a lot of these pairs and these teams to get together because a lot of them start out as solo artists. And it's like, I hate you. You hate me? You have to be selfish in that <laughs> yeah. in that. Well, world. you know, what I think is so funny is some of these uh, partners that are married because, you know, when the guy messes up. He's going to hear about it. Oh, for that happened. I was watching, I believe it was either Japan or something, and he fell. And, he oh, yeah. was, and I was like, you know, he's going to get and, beat. And it was like, <laughs> and you see the woman, I mean, uh, you, yeah. no, I bring I bring in fresh perspective to things, but she just rolls her eyes. Like you, in that split second, so you can just see. What about, okay, this is what Holly mentioned. She goes, it's really creepy that the Americans have a brother-sister duo. Yeah. But I said, is it creepy when they're over the age of 21 or is it creepy because they're under 21 and they're learning all these tricks and it looks it looks weird. I think it's creepier when they're over 21 because under 21, it's like, you know, siblings, you know, your babies, you My take baths together, you know, but you you're over 21. That's, that's the age of consent. You take baths together when you're like three. But what I'm saying so not when you're 17, but 18. Once you're 21, you're both of the age of consent in, in all 50 states. So this is why I wish I just knew makes it weird. the world of figure skating because they're at one point. 
I bet their coach says, okay, you're clearly better. <laughs> so you need to go partner with this person. But they've been together. Yeah. for, for And quite clearly they're good because yeah, they've gotten to right? the Olympics. And so. Well, you I, know, I love my brother, but there are days that I would not trust well, him to throw I, me up in the air and catch well, me. Well, they clearly, <laughs> and they get it. Yeah. But I'm always wondering, you know, they're going to have that regret where at one point, hey, we're young enough. I need to get a new partner who knows what they're doing and they're good at it. Ouch. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, I, no, because there's not a lot of talent. To I'm basing from. all of my figure skating knowledge on the cutting edge. <laughs> she had a hard time finding a good partner. Okay. I'm and then somehow yeah, she you, found. You that's your, better than Blades of your, Glory. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's what I loved about Blades of Glory is you, you finally saw the full Pamchenko. Because, <laughs> you know, in, in cutting edge, they, the camera angles, you don't see the actual magical move that wins them the Olympics. But they show mm. it in... And Blaze of Glory, of course, it ends up with a decapitation. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is Dewey Cox story had a couple of the randomly. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, it's like a comedy thing. But, uh, but no, the figure skating, I did not know a lot of the rules and about, you know, the turnouts. And I'm learning a little bit about that and how hard it really is. Well, but th there's that kid from Japan that's like a rock star with it. Yeah, it's amazing. What do you mean rock star? Like he's like the like, Wayne Gretzky of... Yeah, if Wayne Gretzky had that kind of following, like that, oh, okay. I'm saying he's got more. Well, of a when I say Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky, I'm in the sense of like he's clearly the greatest because if you look at he's his still, stats compared really to young. second he, place, he's, he's like the Justin Bieber. Maybe. He's a Bieber right now. Yeah. There we he's, go. He's, oh, he's not, he's not, so you mean like the cameras and everything following him? Yes, like constantly. Is it, like, is it because yeah. he's like an Instagram person or what? I don't know. He had to have uh, security through the airport. Yeah, and everybody's got their every Olympics. You have your favorites. You have yeah. your Oksana Bayouls, your Nadia Kamenichis, your Mark Spitzers. Before your time, is that because you grew up in Japan? You know how to pronounce all that stuff? No, what? I've what? always followed the. I think the Olympics, like in one sport, I do follow. I just I've been bad about it this year because I've been a little busy. But yeah, yeah I love the Olympics. So, so since you follow it in your you know oldest father time. <laughs> uh, Sean White is being thrown around as the greatest Olympic athlete of the Winter no, Games. No, of all times. no, no. I, I don't know enough about past Winter it's, Games. I, I can't. I can't agree with that for for one primary reason. It's he's awesome at snowboarding. It's got to be that. Ne it. It's got to be that Netherlands speed skater because I think she's won four Olympics. No, 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 American, American based, oh. American based only. So they, they oh, threw well, out maybe, some, yeah. They threw out some figure skater guy from like the 60s that I had no clue. It's probably the was. ball guy who keeps yeah. talking. Mm -hmm. Might be. He's really they small. say he's the greatest. Mm -hmm. uh, ono is in the conversation. Right, and that's the thing. It's Sean White's, uh, that whole sport or that whole event is relatively new. So to say best of all time. Uh, but see, I have like different mindset. When, when Muhammad Ali was named the athlete of the century, I personally was not a fan because that's boxing. That's Take, hitting and taking a hit. Right. And I, I know there's more to boxing than that, but it's like, there's <laughs> if, no. If everybody out there kind of see the look I just gave Skippy, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> it's, I mean, did you, would you agree that Muhammad Ali's the athlete of the century? No. no. Yeah, I would have, I would have chosen Jesse uh, Owens. Yeah. Uh, I think it, when you measure the greatest athlete, mm -hmm. it's about what he achieved and also overcame because he, Muhammad Ali also got kicked out. And then came back and got his, like... Right, went from Cassius so, Clay to Muhammad Ali. And, and I get that. No, he's an awesome... Well, I mean, no, he me got wrong. banned. Yeah. He got banned from boxing for, and he lost his title, but then mm -hmm. he See, got... But his, I disagree with that. Why am I taking into consideration things off the, off the, out because, of the ring, off the field? That's not a... That's that well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, similar to Sean White, where he's, the new sport has been created, and it keeps getting better and better and harder for the older people to compete with the younger generations. And yet he's still there doing it. But yes, so he achieved that, and I think that's a big deal. 
but he also he failed. If he won the Olympics prior to this one, then then it'd be consideration. But he didn't. He messed up. So he got fourth. I mean, he didn't get a medal. Did hey, he? in the presidential no, race, did. so did I. <laughs> I tied for hey, third. I'm not, I I don't think he's the greatest because, I mean, I personally I don't think it takes as much athleticism to do half pipe on a snowboard than it does to do numerous other events. Well, and you look at, like, Lindsey Vaughn, who has overcome injury after injury. Well, she wins, that could be argued. Yeah. Because she hasn't really won. Now, see, that's an off-the-field issue that I think can be taken into consideration. Overcoming injury, but overcoming something that's societal— I mean, I understand that's a challenge and everything like that, but well, that, that doesn't— To me, it's about the, the, your consistent competitiveness. So if he's not competing on the world stage for X amount of years and then comes back and competes on the same stage, to me, it's almost—it's not the same as overcoming an injury, but it's in the same ballpark. Yeah. Because you're, over, not, you're not fighting the same people and, and who and are the best that, of the but best. I'm not going to take the political side of it into consideration in, in my book because— it, again, doesn't contribute to his athleticism. It just happens to be the reason why he didn't compete for that four or five years that he was out. I, I would I, say I three, to but. some extent it needs to— yeah, why, um, didn't he, why didn't he go to jail? He do, he basically uh, refused he, to go into the draft. Yeah, he, he, do, he dodged the draft is, is how it was phrased back then, and that was a, that was a punishable offense, obviously, so he was stripped uh, of his title. And I think it was like two, two years in, in prison and then, then got out, and that was uh, going from Cassius Clay into Muhammad Ali— so I, I half agree with you, Jake, on that. But I also think, in, like, take Jackie Robinson, who, you know, baseball, he broke the, the color barrier. Allegedly. Or one, one of those yeah, who did. Yeah, that's true. Ba- Babe Ruth apparently was, is part black. Really? Did y'all not know that? Yeah, you've been to Ancestry.com? Not lately. <laughs> Anyways. But, no, yes, yes. He, but, he was the first. Be, yes. You know, to break out of the Negro. Re- mm. And so that, as a trailblazer. But that's a political thing. Socio-political. I mean, I think should take. Uh, I think the the greatest athlete was Jesse Owens. Not only was he black in Hitler's thirty-eight uh, Berlin Olympics, but also he shattered records. Or Roger Bannister, the first man that broke the rules of mathematics that say you cannot run a mile in less than four minutes. It is physically impossible. And uh, God knows, I know this. He did it in three minutes, fifty-nine point four seconds. <laughs> Believe I know this is. There's a reason why I know that. But what I'm saying is, uh, so it's it's where your heart is, you, you know, the guy that broke the laws of physics to be the fastest mile runner. Is that it? Jackie Robinson, the first guy, you know. Well, who, he said athlete. Who, so I think it's based off your athleticism. Well, no, Roger, Roger Bannister didn't race. Uh, he, he was in a, in a race, a, a cross-country race. Well, I meant more like we're judging on the person's athleticism. So that could be merit. But like everyone else you said, it's just kind of. But he's, he was the first. Now, the, there are those who run faster than for, God, you know, much I faster mean, than Roger, Roger Bannister now. But he was the first. It's like uh, 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 Chuck Yeager. He was the first to break the song. A lot of guys did afterwards, but name me five other guys who did. Well, what about uh, Caitlyn Jenner? Back when she was Bruce. Uh, and, and, I mean, I know that's a sensitive subject, but. Oh, no, no, Bruce Jenner Bruce at the time as, was, as was, athlete, was, yeah. was right up there with, uh, as an athlete, fantastic. And at the same time, so isn't was Mark Spitzer as the diver. That sport was invented was to show, like, that's the greatest athlete. I think. I don't know. Do you think of the Kurt the, Russell the Disney one? movie? Well, no, is it called the decathlon? Is yeah. that what it's called? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So like yeah, because it involves like eight sports. Yeah, all right. round. So yeah, ten. That, it's, ten. Yeah, Got it. Perfect. Otherwise, be the octagon. But uh, but maybe that's maybe that's how we could judge it. So, uh, Jakey, who, just in your opinion, and not putting you on the spot, who do you think, maybe not the, but one of the athletes of the century, if you could choose that? Um, I'm, I got to go Jackie Robinson. That's Really? You named it. Uh, baseball is, in my opinion, the hardest sport to play on a, a consistently successful level. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was the, outside of all of the social sides of it, I, I mean, talk about just a phenomenal Phenomenal athlete on and off the field. So, Jakey, I'm buying you a cup of Conroe coffee. After I can't this. believe you didn't say Wayne Gretzky. No, that's you, oh, Dick. No, Wayne, I mean, Wayne Gretzky was a phenomenal hockey player, but I don't. I mean, have you seen his stats? No, I don't <laughs> get me wrong. Greatest hockey player of all time. No, like it is. But it's you, above and beyond. But if you take the if you take the goats of all the four major sports of all the Olympic athletes and you throw them all on a field and you say, "Hey, go run your fastest mile. Go do your longest broad jump." I, so I, Bruce Jenner, I, I, Bruce Jenner is probably going to come out the winner there on that one. So maybe he is, but I mean, personally, I think hitting a baseball at 90 miles an hour is just incredibly. Well, do you know Wayne Gretzky at one point <laughs> had the same? His assists were more than the person who had the second most goals ever scored in the NHL. So that's how many assists he had, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And he cured polio, too. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you? Did you know that his daughter is dating a, a professional golfer? That, uh, man, I don't subscribe to page six oh, of well, ESPN. Get on there, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> now, now that we're gonna is be, that a Fox we're, News exclusive? We're, we're, we're going to be uh, <laughs> doing a music break here in a second. But one thing I want to have both of y'all here. Uh, with, Three of us? Well, you don't count. <laughs> you're, you just said you don't watch the Olympics this year. So out of the rest of the sports, what do y'all see being United States being favorited in? Because it's like we got Lindsey Vaughn coming up. Yep. And then we have USA Hockey because the women's hockey team is really good. The only reason why I won't say Lindsey Vaughn is not because of her. It's because of the weather conditions right now. The alpine skiing has been delayed three days in a row now. Different various events. But they're basically running – they're doing three events today, three events tomorrow, and I think four or five on Friday. Yeah. And it's because of the weather conditions being so windy. So Yeah, I wonder why they had it there. Because I was reading about that. I can't pronounce the place. But apparently it's one of the hardest places to get to in Yongcheng. South Korea. Yongcheng, yeah. And it, it, that's why. Well, because people were saying, why aren't there that many people there? Like in the stands yeah. and stuff. It's like, because apparently it's it's well, it's not difficult like, to get. It's not like going to Seoul. And it's 300 I mean, below. Yeah. It's not like it's going to Seoul. You no, know, we're talking about going to the Olympics here. People don't care how. I mean, we, you know, that guy's dad wore the beard, like he had the beard and the beard. He was outside every time his son was snowboarding <laughs> yeah. and he won. I mean, that guy, well, there's people going to go there. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing I, I didn't understand why they did it in a location that the infrastructure to get there is yeah, not very good. It's not very good. They, I mean, and they had a couple training facilities around there, too, where one guy got hurt and they literally had to carry his body. I mean, he had broken bones. They had to carry his body miles until oh a helicopter could get to him. Like, that's crazy. One sport that you could do in the Olympics if you. Me? Were, yeah. Or anybody. anybody. Oh, Bathlon. Totally. No, no, in the Winter Olympics? Oh, yeah. Totally. Really? Okay. Right, skip. Any, any sport particular? I'm definitely a, a luge man. I would love to do the luge. I think that would be a lot of fun. Ooh, good question. I'm, um, I'd have to say 
biathlon just for I that would kill me in the first three minutes of it. But I think I think the challenge, you know, skiing and shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, now participating, nothing beats figure skating. That's that, that's Skippy all the way. Yeah. But as far as me being in it myself for a winter sport, that or curling, I, I think I have is, mad skills is, there. Is there an athlete who competes in different sports? Yeah, there's a there's because I know a lot of college football players participate in the Olympics. When we come back from break, I'll I'll, I'll okay. find out who he is. He did multiple sports in this past summer Olympics, and he's doing multiple sports in um, the Winter Olympics. In this Winter Olympics, he did the Bo Jackson. Wow, tricks? Uh, he showed up <laughs> completely drenched in oil in the Summer Olympics, and I'm talking like gallons of oil on his body, just bronze. Why? So much. Because he's the only athlete from that country, kind of, sort of. Oh, and so it's okay. pretty funny. I'll look it up. I'll find well, out. Well, like, people who do the luge, do they do the skeleton? No, probably not. You Because be I feel blonde. like the skeletons are the the crazier brother of oh, the luge. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. you got to be careful because they say if you have an injury in one sport, it, it, that jacks I mean, that's why Sean White didn't do the slope last year. <laughs> I think he was just afraid because he's not good. But you're listening to Maureen's a Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We're doing a music break, but we're, we're hanging out, having fun in the studio. You can always call in at any time, 936-647-3776. We'll be back. Happy Valentine's Day, people. We'll, we'll be back with more Maureen's Lone Star. Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. If there were no tears, no way to feel inside, I'd still feel for you. And even if the sun refused to shine, even if romance ran out of breath, you would still have my heart. Welcome back. Morning's a Lone Star here live on the Lone Star Internet Radio app for Google and iTunes and, of course, locally on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. Man, good morning. Back with us, hanging out. Good morning so far. Hey, Dick, uh, while we were off the air, I, I did research this song, and it is indeed about a serial killer who takes the still beating hearts out it. of former lovers and keeps them in jars. Knew it. So next time you got to research your uh, bumper music there, my friend. Keeps okay. them in jars? Yeah. <laughs> Still beating. Some, the special formula. Holy <laughs> But joining us is Jake from Sports Talk. He's on the air at 1 o'clock today. Here on Lone Star Community Radio. Check out his podcasts. All that good stuff. Jake, yeah, like, who keeps us honest on the on the sports front here. So you wanted to talk about something going to after break? You said we could talk about it later? Oh, you know, I was going to talk about that athlete that competed in the— because he's 
Does he, uh, we'll they, we'll let you look it up. We'll let you I'm look it up. On it, man. Yeah, there's a. I know who Jake's talking about. I'm drawing a complete and utter blank. But yeah, someone who does uh, multiple uh, events. And yeah, and and both the summer and the Olympic or and the winter. And I just remember him at the opening ceremonies. He, I mean, extra, oh, he was uh, he competed in um, taekwondo uh, event. That was one of the events he did in summer, and just ripped head to toe just like sculpted from from the gods up above and and he had just this gallon of oil just all over so his you don't body. know who this is though right i can't remember his name I'm, I'm looking it up i'll do my research i'll find it but he can describe him down to the i can't last dealt mm. heck it is valentine's day after all right yeah <laughs> no one deserves to be lonely on valentine's day we judge not here at Lone mornings with lone star oh while, while jake looks like it up we have a couple of uh, local events happening if you want to impress your your lady love guys uh, buy a couple of tickets while they're still lasting to Hello, Dolly. Uh, it's a Broadway musical, and it's happening at the Crichton over the next uh, couple of weekends, so check that out. Also, starting tomorrow for the next three days after that, three or four days, sorry, the Inspire Film Festival, second annual. This is a brainchild of a local filmmaker, Jane Monarvik, and she's put on a film festival that, uh, like the name implies, all the films have a message of inspiration of some way, shape, or form, a documentary, fiction, uh, you name it, and uh, uh, these can be films old and new, old favorites, or, or brand new ones. And do check that out. She's promised more of a multimedia experience. And then, of course, on Friday the 15th, uh, sorry, Friday the 16th, is the Economic Outlook Conference in the Woodlands. However, this is for all, like, all of like Montgomery County area. It is, I think, now the largest Economic Outlook Conference in the United States. And great speakers coming in. Seats are still available for both Inspire Film Festival and Economic Outlet Conference. So you want to know more? Drop us a message on the message line, 936-647-3776. you have a question, we will answer it. That's enough for me. Jake, have you found the uh, guy? I found I, him. I have too. I found him as well. That was easy. I'm going to, I was working on it. All right. <laughs> easy. Kids. You're probably, kids. You're probably searching shirtless oiled man. <laughs> I did. And then, and I, that's how I found it. <laughs> no, I found it by saying who's competing in both Olympics. And then, and well, I'm also working on actually film. a lot of athletes. Yeah. yeah. Potato, potato. Well, his name is PETA and he is, potato uh, PETA. <laughs> he is from Tonga. And yeah, I remember it because it was funny the Good Morning America people on NBC obviously did Rio as well as these games. And I agree with you on the fact that they're doing a poor job on the uh, whole broadcasting of this uh, Olympics. But the Good Morning uh, people uh, during the summertime when he was all oiled up and lubed up, uh, the two female uh, co-hosts or hosts, I don't know their names or anything, but they were going up and rubbing his chest and Ooh la la, going, giving him the googly eyes. Well, apparently he wore the traditional garb that his mm -hmm. people do, so it's not like he's just insane and does that stuff. I mean, was the oil necessary there? I think that's part of the. the For some, oil. I think you know. Maybe, <laughs> but I don't know. It was funny. He he was enjoying himself. He was enjoying the attention. So. That was a very anticlimactic, uh, climactic well, for, story. <laughs> for a sports guy, I got to ask you. You know, you're involved in the sports world. Why do I always feel the Olympics, when being reported by ESPN and everything, everything seems foreign to the normal sports reporters? But Why it, is that? It is foreign. I mean, it, it's it's different than covering because you got to think of it like this: what ESPN and what Fox hires is beat writers. They're, yeah. they're, they they cover specific sports, specific teams, and they don't they don't do this world stuff. This the the whole all the sports, all the events are really you know 
unfamiliar to them. They don't know the ins and outs of the sports. NBC goes and they they pull prior athletes from the Olympics, and that, that, that's how they get their broadcasters. Otherwise, you'd have Mike Tirico up there, who I guarantee you doesn't know. Uh, well, they know. already have people up there that yeah, don't know Yeah, they got Katie Couric telling people it, it, they but that, skate but to work. But then they, <laughs> they skate to work. Yeah, she's um, – no, I'm going <laughs> to hold that comment back. But but if they didn't surround them with prior Olympic athletes, it would be as bad as what ESPN and Fox puts out in, in coverage. But from a broadcasting standpoint, not even from the commentators and stuff like that, uh, they've gone they've gone to black multiple times in their coverage of the Olympics. It looks terrible. Um, they've had you know just numerous amounts of just terrible sh- camera shots and stuff like that. It's not been a very well produced Olympics. The Rio Games much better. Now, the Rio games, or the summer games are probably a little easier to do than the winter games, but still, I mean, how long has NBC been doing this? So Yeah. Right, and that, that's what I was talking about this the other day. All their complaints about, well, you know, they're 12 hours ahead of us. It's always been that way. You know, every time there's been a non-American or non, you know, our quarter of the world uh, Olympics, there's always a time lag, and there are better ways to handle it. It's like they completely were unprepared that people wanted to, you know, might go to a different channel yeah exactly and i mean uh, to be honest the better version of the or the best way to view it that i've experienced so far has been through the internet is watching it all online and for some reason that seems to be a cleaner view which seems odd that their television side wouldn't be as good so um i don't know it's it's whatever i've been enjoying these games so nonetheless it's i think it's been a, a, a solid olympics We've had a few young athletes that have done well or that have shown potential for the future. And that's great. It injects fresh blood. We, you, need, you do need to keep the new audiences engaged. We uh, we are actually pretty young uh, this year as far as all of our uh, teams and stuff and, and individuals go. We're, we're on the younger side of things. We still have some of those old farts out there, but— uh, we got to keep you young whippersnappers in line. We, we got the Skippy generation still there. but With, uh, with the record number of prophylactics being handed out to teams. <laughs> that just cracked me up. I heard about that. Well, it, you know, they always say that, but they, it's... Oh, I can see it happening. But you can see it happening. With the, the thing that they trick you with is they make it available. It's not like they were given hand-to-hand that many condoms. Like, that that wasn't like, that's not that many It wasn't condoms. like in the little grab bag? No, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're so bag, they're very, bag, baby wipes, Well, it's very misleading because they're like, oh, they're going to distribute. Well, that means they have it like a bucket somewhere, and you can, they might not give away all those. Now, do you know that there's not a bucket somewhere that they just reach it in like a grabby? Well, because people report it. It's like, yeah, they just make them available. It's not like we take them. If unless you but how are they, I mean, do you call a special hotline? Do you do you text? You no, know? I'm sure it's probably with the other athletes. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about people in the prime of their lives, oh, athletically, and knowing that I will never see you again. Maybe in four years when we're competing against each other. Oh, as long, I, I'm amazed that as long as you utilize the condom bucket, I think it's all good. There you go. Okay, I guess y'all are weird. <laughs> Y'all want things to happen that aren't really happening. Hey, it even happened in the cutting edge, man. Well, they had a syphilis outbreak, like, uh, in, in Sochi. They had a syphilis outbreak in Sochi. So, I mean, we know it happens. What did Katie Carrick think of that? Oh, uh, well, again, I will reserve my comments. She just wants to skate over the frozen canal to work and... Uh... Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord, poor Jake. I'm, I'm making a little vein pop out on his forehead. We need to get off Katie Couric's reporting. Well, I mean, because that's what's so funny about the Olympics. I feel we get we get washed up into the playoffs kind of thing, mm-hmm. and people get invested, and they're seeing it. And I, we were telling, I was telling Sean about the unfortunate thing about the Winter Olympics is we don't really have that many 
good people that are worth talking about. Like I'm surprised at figure skating, which is usually the general public's favorite, but no one's really talking. I mean, you don't have like if you look at their ads and stuff, it's not it's Sean White's face, Lindsey Vaughn's, and then uh, I don't know who the usually the other person, but those are the two main people they keep showing. Like the Winter Olympics 2018, and yeah. it shows them too. And it's, be- it's because we don't have any real talent. We have we have a I think he's 16 or 17. He's a young guy. He's out of California, and I mean. You talking about the guy who fell? Yeah, and that's my point. Like, we don't have anybody out there that's worth advertising. I, 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 there there are no favorites. There's no, you know, as I was saying earlier, you get your Tara Lipinski's who was this all-American girl, uh, or the Oksana Bayul with the the hard luck story growing up in Bosnia, Serbia, or you know Nadia Kamenichi back in the '70s who got the first perfect scores in gymnastics ever, and you know her story. Uh, there's you have favorites, and well, this it, time it, around they don't. Except for like maybe Sean White, it would be one thing too if and it, he technically wasn't even a favorite, right? He no. is now because he's well, he, he won, yeah. But like, <laughs> like no, Mark he, they Phelps were going into the Olympics. He hasn't been doing apparently well compared to the younger guys, and like no. the, in mm-hmm. the in the what do you call it? The track, the competitive circuit field. Yeah, whatever they call it. The thing. It's probably a track. You're probably right. I don't, I don't know. The, the circuits. I don't know. The, yeah. Well, they have like the racing circuit. But yeah, we like, always had favorites going into the Olympics. You know, Mark Phelps, whether he won or lost, he was like, wow, ah, we're going to vote team Mark Phelps. Phelps. Mark Phelps? The swimmer? Yeah. Back when the first time he won I don't in? think his name is Mark Phelps. Hold on. Phelps. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. <laughs> pardon the heck out of me. I had Mark Spitzer and Michael Phelps in my head together. But it would be one thing even Are if. Are you thinking of him oiled up? Yes, I am. Coming fresh out of the water? Yes. Just like Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at John High. <laughs> See, he could be argued to one of the greatest athletes because he won so many different events and then kept it at a higher level. So he won gold I, in several different swimming I, events. No, yeah, I'd you, throw his name in the, in the right. ring for consideration. I, for, for Yeah, for our Summer Olympics. I don't, I don't. How do you compare swimming to a decathlon athlete, though? It's like swimming's only one thing. I, that's that's my point. Like, and that's where you have to take, you know, it's your definition of what you, makes when an you, When you ask that question, I guess you have, you have to give what are the rules or what well, are we basing yeah, it on? Yeah, so what, what, what's the criteria? Like if I had to think of the hardest sport to play mentally and physically, Chess. I would say boxing or I would say uh, hockey. Because just the demand on your body and the, the frequency of what you're doing to your body while keeping a mental state up. Like boxing would be insane to me. Because you got to imagine you're competing against one other individual who's either good as you or better. And then you're getting hit in the head while trying to focus and keeping your game, your strategy up. I mean, you're getting hit in the head. Like that's crazy. What other sport allows you to just get hit in the head? For the sake of you trying to hit someone from in the head. Hockey. Well, <laughs> well, well, so is there a hitting of the head that goes on in this scenario? I, I would say the, the reason I said hockey is because the technical ability you have to have to be able to skate while handling this tiny puck, while keeping the strat, like the mentality of what you're trying to do. And it's a team-based sport, so that's mm-hmm. even another layer of, of you know the complexity of that sport. Uh, the- and you're getting hit. And you have to maintain your speed because you can hit yourself into a wall. But boxing, I mean, to me, boxing, as an individual sport, I would say boxing. As a team sport, I would say hockey. Interesting. As an overall sport, yes. I would say hockey is probably the most challenging sport to play. I would say 
hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in any sport, though. One individual act, not not baseball as a sport. Well, because the wonderful thing about baseball is the variables change every game because you have different pitchers. You have it's a rotating team. Like that, that that to me is different the, conditions. Different. That's cool to me. And I will say that might be the hardest thing to consistently do and be good at. So the folks who like King Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds and those guys who are regarded as the great baseball players, well, it's, I, there's a reason so, for so it. Barry Bonds is, is regarded as the greatest hitter of all time. And I don't know his batting average off the top of my head, and I can go look it up. But I guarantee you it's nothing higher than probably 340. 340. We're talking about being in your entire career – successful only a third of the time and he's the greatest hitter of all time like that that shows how difficult of an act that is to to be considered great when you're only being successful a like third would of the you time. say that the houston astros who won the world series that team is the greatest team to ever play baseball i mean in a sense of like stats and what they had like what with what they performed that whole season no no not, so what team is known uh, as i mean there, there's because I know that amazing one, Mets, amazing Mets. Well, you had that one team, the Athletics, that won so many games in a row, which is a good feat. I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. And yeah. uh, you've you've got the uh, the nineteen ninety. Uh, oh, you call me off from the year. The, I think it's ninety two or ninety three. Um, Seattle Mariners that had with King Griffey. With a with a junior, King Griffey yeah. Jr. had a Rod. I, I mean, that's a Rod as like start. That was when he first started. Yeah. They went. He played so long, man. <laughs> He's still getting paid by the Yankees. I mean, that is the craziest thing in the he's world. He's the greatest what? athlete of all he's time. He's still getting paid. In he's it. doing supermodels, still getting paid. Didn't he date Madonna for a while? He, who cares about Madonna? He's I'm just dating, curious. He's, so this is the same one, right? Because that was like back he's dating, decades ago. Um, well, you also didn't talk about the phenomenon known as Bra- uh, Tom Brady, who somehow is in shape. Don't know why. TB12. Yeah, I don't know how he. Uh, Only the good fats. Only all the avocados. That's all he eats. <laughs> But, you know, see, the hard thing about, like, you know, talking about what's the hardest sport, because football, to me, is very demanding on your body. But, unfortunately, it's, like, the reason I say hockey, and it's similar to soccer in a sense of when you're in training at a young age, you can do all positions. And football, you start that way, but then very clearly you say, hey, we need the fattest dude to be on the line. I mean, like, that's typically what happens. Yeah, and 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 in hockey – you can have some players have the technical ability who are like probably the monster known as Eric Lindros. He was like a phenomenon when he played because he played the center position, but he was like six four, and he <laughs> weighed like two hundred plus pounds. So you know when he made his move towards the ice, and when I say center, he's usually one that's the first one across the line mm-hmm. for uh, for for offside. So that's that's how the the defense reacts. Whoever crosses the line first, they know who to cover and stuff like that. But he was so big. He just throw people off, and it was crazy because he usually that body built would be a defender and never cross the line really until you know if your team's in possession that long on the other side. But yeah, that, that's really crazy to see those kind of people play in a different sport, and it just doesn't seem fair. Well, it's like Gronkowski, the, the tight end for the Patriots. I mean, that man is a menace. He he is a freak of nature. I mean, he's just he's built in a factory, and he is <laughs> probably. But I, I don't think he is even designed to play any of the sports. But if we're talking about football and basketball in, you know, context with the others as far as more most challenging sport to play, I think football and, and basketball are way down the list. I, I don't think it takes as much athletic ability as it does to play 
you know, baseball or, uh, you know, hockey or soccer. I'm, and people are going to be like, well, yeah, but if you ever, you know, you run so much in, in basketball down back and forth down the court. And I understand that. And that's so, yeah, the endurance factor is there. there but, yeah, there's a skill set, but I have to agree. But, with but you all around, again, I don't think you're going to find LeBron James is, uh, is is a freak in that he could go and play football right now in the NFL. And I think he'd be successful. Um, yeah, I, I think he would. And I, I think if you put him and you gave him from childhood enough time to train and become a baseball player, I think he could be a, I think he could be an Aaron judge or a, uh, Carlos Stanton, you know, I, I think he's right up there as far as that kind of athletic ability. But you look at the majority of those athletes, I mean, they're scrawny. They're not surviving in hockey. I don't think they have the hand-eye to, you know, hit a 95-mile-an-hour baseball consistently. And I don't think they can, you know, I don't think they can get on a football field and survive. So, Well, that's one thing that's crazy about the Olympics, and you have those sports where these young, underdeveloped, body-wise athletes are winning and you're like, man, what's going to happen with these dudes when they're 40? Like, are they going to be able to, you know, or when they're at their peak and at their 40, I guess, like snowboarding. And there's a couple other, like, gymnastics and things like that. But also that shows you in that sport how demanding your body is to be the greatest oh, at it. I mean, have you ever seen a gymnast's feet? Like I, don't after, want, I don't want to think about that. After their career is done, I mean, their their toes are gone. I mean, they they literally have nubs, like because it's just they lose their toes. No, they don't actually <laughs> lose their toes. It's just they've done so much hard hard landing on their feet. Oh man, that gross. it just yeah. I don't want to know those things. <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lens Star. <laughs> We're sitting here with Jake from Jake from Sports Talk. Don't forget, he's gonna be live on the air. At 1 o'clock today, Lone Star Community Radio is talking more depth sports. We're going to move on from sports so Skippy and I can actually participate. And I, we know it <laughs> Please. Kinda, I tell you every wait. time, we don't have to focus but we on, miss you, on just sports. Well, did, did he date Madonna or not? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Let us know that, Jake. Yeah, there He's you going go. out with J-Lo now, right? Oh, who cares? He's just making money. <laughs> who <couple>. cares? <laughs> now, uh, we're brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisor, Conroe Coffee, and, of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, we're going to listen to a couple words from them, but we'll be right back with more mornings and Lone Star, folks. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question get seen on tv or youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio sponsor your local radio station with lone star community radio Star. We got a couple more minutes here. IRLoneStar.com. Full lineup today. Visit us on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is Morning's Lone Star. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock and we'll be back tomorrow morning. We do have a special guest tomorrow morning. We have Carly coming back in. Carly's the studio. back. She's going to tell us all about no, the, uh, the latest. She's about to go. She's about to, to get her dog. Okay. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's tomorrow. I got to keep up with these things. It's going to be so busy all the time. I'm a very busy person. How's your house? <laughs> moving on. Yeah, it's moving still on. standing. It's uh, there. 
bids for contractors will be accepted at Mornings with Lone Star. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's fun to talk about that every day. No, uh... So, um, no, we, we started off the show with Valentine's Day. Now Jake's here, so we have that, that additional. Jake, our... our I'm not trying to pry, so tell me to mind my own business. Is there someone to share your Valentine's Day with today? No, and I was uh, actually talking to uh, a friend of mine, and I was saying, I was telling her, you know, this is the first Valentine's Day in probably six or seven years that I haven't had a Valentine. So if you don't mind me asking, because we were talking about those who don't have a loved one. You, you want to go with us to Fifty Shades Free? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Holly probably wouldn't want you there. There's a visual that's threatening to form. I've got to bleach my eyeballs and move on from this one. But uh, how's the day for you t today? It doesn't actually bother me at all. Like I'm not. I, like I said, I, I had seven, six or seven straight years of it. So, and I think it's an overrated holiday. I, I think it's uh, you know a hallmark scam. But you know, I, I know how important it is to the ladies, and I know that you got to go along with it, and that's that's perfectly fine by me. But uh, yeah, no, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I think. Um, you know, I, 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 it's nice to be single for one year and not have to worry about getting a present, not have to worry about making dinner plans, not have to worry about I don't know, getting flowers and, and doing all the, the hubla. So, hubla. The hubla. The hubla. Hubla. Look it up. It's a word. <laughs> but why? Why? What, what, I oh, mean, it's just how we started the show because, uh, you know, we were kind of making fun of I've been married so many times. I, you know, I keep Valentine's Day fresh and stuff. But I've been, there have been plenty of Valentine's Day where I, I've been single. And I actually, like you, kind of enjoyed the peace and quiet. The, the pressure was yeah. off. I could go hit, hit a bookstore, hit a, you know, non-romantic dinner. I'm going to go see myself. a movie tonight. I'm going to love it. Fifty Shades Free? Uh, uh, probably. No, uh, <laughs> the, the weird thing, though, and, and I, I don't know if y'all's parents ever did this to y'all, but uh, uh -oh. I've got— Where's this going? I've got uh, a couple friends that put out on their Snapchat stories, you know, their parents, their moms mainly, I think— Got them Valentine's Day presents. No, so that's weird to me. My no, parents never got me a Valentine's so Day present. So my mother would always get us themed gifts on holidays. So like Thanksgiving, we always get a dish towel because we're supposed to be doing dishes. And then <laughs> okay. for Halloween, we get like candy. And then Valentine's Day, we get socks. The boys, we get socks. And then you know, just kind of like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And what did you get for Valentine's Day? What did I get? Yeah, yeah socks. We get a pair of socks. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mister Mister John. Though. It's yeah. socks on Val. So I, yeah, I'm not going there. No, my my, my brain, yeah, Jake and I went there. The Man, y'all are just on another level here. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that seems weird to me. That because uh, I don't know. I I mean that that's that seems like an every holiday thing yeah, for so you she guys. Always, that's what she liked to do. And maybe it may be an every holiday thing for these people too. But I my parents never got me anything for Valentine's Day. It, that seems, and maybe I just wasn't loved as a child. I don't know. Well, you know how there are some people out there who just like giving gifts. You know, they'll get little something mm. like a card. Like you know, like do you regularly give people cards? No, but some people do. Like they, that's I what they, this, their thing is. I have some friends that every holiday, every event, and it's awesome. And I, I always feel bad when I get the card from them because I never reciprocate. Like never. Well, and, but, but they don't do, care about that. No, put, they no, don't, no. and it's wonderful. You I put, love them. You for put that. return a cinder on it. And then you call me, hey, did you get my card? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just really sweet. Uh, card writing is a lost art. But, uh, so, no, yeah, I, listen out there, all you single people. It's a because it, it, needed to, it needs to die. It needs to die. No more telegraphs it, Yeah, it's all Snapchat now. It's 20. It's not even that it's all Snapchat. What am I supposed to do with this card that you just gave me? What, do you think I'm going to keep this card? I no. keep them. It's going in the trash it, can it, unless it's from my grandmother. Aww. So, what do you do with that card then? I save those in a very special place. 
Okay, so there you go. People nice find value part. in weird, stupid stuff. So everyone does it. I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, all you single people listen up out there, Jake. I, single this year. We want to get them set up for next Valentine's Day. <laughs> I think what you could do is you could become the guy known as reusing all the cards, and it'd be hilarious that you have white out, you know. It's like, I actually did that with a friend. We used the same uh, uh, birthday card back and forth for like 10 years, which is Christ on our names. But uh, <laughs> See, there you go. So let's get Jake set up for next year. He's uh, looking for love, but not desperately so. No. Uh, he, he loves sports, moonlit walks in the in the beach. If you like pina coladas. He loves pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. So, as we this bring the show down for Isn't a landing, this is great music for this, this is great show. <laughs> so, Jake, you got a special message for the one out there that maybe you haven't found yet? I, I hope you like watching sports. <laughs> and pizza. Bad. Don't forget the pizza. Uh, yeah, and pizza. Food and food and sports. There you food go. And sports. It's and the I'm way to my heart. Uh, special shout out to Mrs. Skippy from me. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't have a card or flowers for you, but no, you got my heart. Dick, beat that. No. Okay. Uh, we're your listening mornings at Lone Star. <laughs> Go enjoy your smutty movie this afternoon with your fiance. IRLoneStar.com, Condos FM 104.5, 106.1. You've been listening to Mornings at Lone Star. Don't forget Jake from Sports Talk at 1 p.m. today. Full lineup, IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. This show is podcasted and released at 8 p.m. tonight. So uh, follow us on iTunes and Google Play or just go to IRLoneStar.com at 8 p.m. Uh, then we YouTubed our special guest, Christy. Talking about Bridgewood Farms. Special thanks to them. Again, we'll have Carly Creeman in the studio tomorrow. If you have questions or anything for that for tomorrow's show, call in 936-647-3776 or message on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star. We're brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Centurion Wealth Advisor, and Conroe Coffee. Special thanks to those guys. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, there you go. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yo. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.